It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakened in the Podcast. I'm your captain, Jim Bob Oval Shorts. And tonight, we've got a pretty awesome guest joining us to have a pretty cool conversation, man. Uh, I've, I've seen her name thrown around a little bit over there in the podcast realm over there on Instagram. And actually, just after I got her scheduled, my homie over there with the reality czars, Nate, was like, yo, you should totally talk to deplorable Janet. She's right up your alley. And of course, I already had her scheduled for this evening so i you know have deplorable janet joining us this evening man i think this is gonna be a fun conversation she seems like my kind of people and i've been looking forward to this one actually you know i i, I love finding people that i vibe with pretty well and she seems like somebody that we're gonna we're gonna have a good time with this evening so uh, of course i've got bandit joining me on this one man so this should be a good fun time we always have some you know me and bandit how me and bandit roll with all this stuff man so oh man but anyway of course anything we do talk about tonight or you know go on back and forth or deal with or anything dealing with our guest janet and anything to find her and stuff can all be found back over at everyone's favorite website on the interwebs right now which, of course, is the home for all of us as well, unconstitutionalawakening.com, your home for everything us, man. We got all kinds of good stuff going on there and working on some more good stuff along the way, man. I've got, uh, I'm going to put up a new section here soon for some resources for just about all kinds of cool things that you guys should totally be able to check into, man. I, I love to try to find ways to help you do some better things with your lives and whatnot, so hey here we go man might as well but while you're over there on the website you can find places to watch us if all you do is listen and listen if all you do is watch us as well as listen to episodes right there on the website man i got all this stuff hooked up for you guys just to make it easier for you guys while you're there you can also go over there to the merch store and get you some sweet ua merch whether it be shirts hats pillows coffee mugs all kinds of cool stickers and stuff, man. Just all kinds of cool things, man. Over there, Unconstitutional Awakening Store, man. Y'all can give that a give that a check out as well. And our friends in Liberty, Kirk Elliott, Peachy Key Creations, Ammo Can Survival, Brett Pike with Classical Learner and Homeschools Connected, and Pure Pet Wellness. All of these folks are doing fantabulous things to uh build an alternative reality for all this other stuff we got going on, man. Well, while Rome crumbles, we gotta build 
future of tomorrow and we got to do it in a different way from the rest of them and these guys are totally offering that so go check them out if you like supporting smaller businesses and staying away from corporations these are the guys to help you out and it's supporting a good cause because hey man this whole thing is self-funded and put on just because of you guys so I can't thank you enough, everybody over there in Rumble and in the listening realm and over there, over there on BitChute and Odyssey and even the folks that get to check it out on YouTube when an episode makes it there, man. You guys are always giving us some good love and support, and I cannot thank you enough, man. It's, that, that comes from all of us. I will speak on their behalf as well, even though the whole crew is not sitting here. We definitely appreciate it and you know, can't, can't thank you guys enough for supporting us. So. Thanks again. So, but I'm going to quit running my mouth here, man. And we're going to hop on in here and see how Janet's doing. So let's get to it. And as I was telling you guys in the opening segment there, Bandit's going to be with me this evening. And I have deplorable Janet. And I've actually been looking forward to this because she's been highly recommended to me by multiple other folks in what I call my podcast family. But like on top of this, you guys like, this, the pre-conversation sometimes i wish we had this stuff rolling man like i already had her laughing so i think we're off to a good start for the evening how's everything going this evening for you fantastic my dear and thank you guys so much for having me on the show because it is always a pleasure to meet new and exciting people that you know hey absolutely that's, that's kind of my shtick there like i figure the more cool, interesting people I talk to, the the more my mind expands. Like I, that's true. I I, I have no. talked to people not only the on the podcast. show but all over the world. Like I think it's just the, fun. The podcast world has to stick together. Amen to that. Definitely. I got to figure out how to get the meme world merged better into this. That was a that was a thing I was trying, and I'm working on it. If I can get because there's some good people in the meme world too that I think need to be etched into this group of group of podcast folks and stuff man some good some good folks putting out quality content like fighting the system so you know i i was looking through not only the email you sent me but you know trying to thumb through some of some of the stuff you had on actually most recently the episode with my buddy nate over there and like I wouldn't even know where to start with you, but I would like to start with maybe you giving <laughs> us a little bit of background for the folks that don't know you. Okay. I am the host of Deplorable Nation podcast, retired nurse, retired teacher. I uh, went to school and got my degree in business first and learned really quickly. Uh, I did not want to do that for a living. Uh, not into accounting and all that stuff. So went back and got my nursing degree. So I have been in every aspect of the medical community. I've done autopsies. So I was an autopsy assistant, um, worked home healthcare, was a nurse for a long time, psych preceptor. So I got to teach every kind of student, you know, whether it was phlebotomy or doctor students, nursing students, medical assistant students. So that has been my life for a long so, time. So this is, so this is weird. I, you know, as far as when I was younger and I got married the first time and was kind of a weird dude, the chick that I married, she, the first she, time. Hardware. <laughs> 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 Making yeah. check marks. She, yeah. <laughs> she yeah. uh 
She she was the film developer for crime scene photos. Oh, cool. And I was actually super interested in becoming a mortician and uh-huh. had learned the whole if you kind of uh, what a it's you basically uh, kid I went to high school with you basically volunteer now. You basically volunteer for the work at your at your local you know mortuary or whatever because mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll they'll just scoop you in to start teaching you because apparently not a lot of people are interested in it so that's true but you um, know what my daughter did that and that was the favorite job she's ever had you know she absolutely bad. loved that it, it well the thing bad. is with that is if you are uh somebody who work alone and not around a lot of living people I mean, that's like the perfect job. I mean, yeah, you don't have anybody sassing back. You don't. Nobody talks back to you, or (laughs) or standing over your shoulder asking you if what you're doing is right. Mm -hmm. And oh my lord, (laughs) micro manager. (laughs) You know, with the exception of a few, your daughter might be one of them. But uh, all the morticians that I've ever met, and including including the one I went to high kid I went to high school with. They all fit the the stereotype. Yeah, she's weird, not that way. Weird and creepy. <laughs> weird and creepy. Weird and creepy type. Yeah, she yeah. did that for a while, but she's actually a licensed social worker now. So, quite the flip of the coin. Wow. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I've, I've always I've always stuck in stuff that uh you are guaranteed to always need people. You know, like I, I was interested mm-hmm. in that did plumbing for a while and i've been doing Mm -hmm. i've been doing Mm -hmm. appliances forever and you know those are those are things that kind of keep the world mortician they're always going to need a mortician (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna need a lot of (laughs) people are dying to get in there man you you know speaking of speaking of a lot of morticians coming up uh bandit what was it you were talking about earlier about the thing coming out in australia man austria uh hey look i i want to the last couple of years being, you know, retired medical field must have been a real strain on uh, your mental status the last few years. Well, it depends on what way you mean that, because thank God I retired uh, before that happened. Oh, no, no, no. Just seeing everything that went on. I'm it's, not saying being actually in it. Just it's disturbing. Have, having experience in that field and then just mm-hmm. seeing everything going on. Yeah, yeah it's disturbing because, to uh, me because um, it's like people's knowledge base went out the window and, you know, people getting obviously bought off, bribed off, you know, to uh, you take an oath and not harm your patients. And then we're doing the complete opposite of that oh, yeah. nowadays. And because this is going to lead up to what um, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, he muted himself. So, oh, no, 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 you're good, buddy. And, you know, I mean, I can I can say that, too. You know, I, I another one of these weird things I did when I was traveling the country and living in different places is I worked in a couple nursing homes and stuff like that. I was just a janitor mm-hmm. guy or whatever, but you, you, you pick up on the lingo and you hear things. And I mean, and there's a lot of things that were just caught com- that I think are just common sense. I was taught as a kid, do you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and sorry, 
And everybody did just throw it right Regrets. out the window. Oh no! You're yeah. And everybody like they just everybody went sideways, and I was like, wait a minute, wait, wait. There's just no common minute. sense now. <laughs> oh, it's anything but common anymore, because uh, just a couple of days ago, the sh- we had on the show um, Dr. Robert Malone mm-hmm. on the show, and uh, I don't know. I kind of there were. Uh, I wasn't actually here for that episode, but uh, they did everything but touch on what happened in the last few years. But then uh, what's crazy, though, is that in Austria, uh, the hotline for the vaccine injury notification, Mm -hmm. it got overloaded the first night it was open Mm -hmm. just because of everything that surprised me. No, I mean, really, when I saw that, I was like, imagine my shocked face, you know, they've stopped using uh, just overnight in Australia. They stopped using um, the AstraZeneca mm-hmm. vaccine mm-hmm. just overnight. They were like, well, we're going to try and bury this and just right. stop using and, it. And now they and, don't recommend it for kids between the ages of like five and 17 or whatever they're mm-hmm. like don't like don't do that it'll be okay they're healthy mm-hmm. and johnson and johnson just agreed to pay nine billion dollars over 10 years to the people that were uh the families that were injured uh and had problems with uh the baby powder incident um mm-hmm. from so long ago I think the world is about due for one of the biggest I told you so's in his in history uh well you would think that that would need to be done and and with the report that just came out about um the number of deaths and the number of vax injuries and all of that stuff and things are coming to light especially over in the uk right now of course we're going to be like the last place on the planet that's going to fess up to what our real numbers are here but with all of the stuff that's coming out, you would think that, you know, there would be this grand like aha moment coming. However, they will bury that here faster than a mm-hmm. cat burying shit in the litter box because they cannot let the pharmaceutical industry here fail because our medical schools are built on the pharmaceutical industry our education system is built on the pharmaceutical industry and so they cannot let that collapse they just can't completely oh i mean i thought you know i thought it would have taken at least a few more years before things would have gotten out i i really expected i knew it was going to come out in a matter of time right but man, I didn't know it would be this quick, you know? Well, they were hoping that they could bury, especially the Pfizer documents. They were hoping that through their court filings and their proceedings that they could bury it until after everybody that's alive now is dead. However, that's not the case, you know, and then there's more and more and more things coming to light. You know, there's a lot of people that even I know in like my personal life that they... They were pushed and convinced to take mm-hmm. the first one, but they never did any of the other boosters. And mm-hmm. and 
you know, sure, I think they had some, you know, even they'll tell you they believe they've had some negative side effects and such, but mm-hmm. that's what told, that's what made them not go back and take any more. And, you know, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of those people that only got one of those injections that are kind of mad and they're going to be, you know, the buyer's remorse. Be, yeah. But you yeah. know, you know, the funny thing is though, that there are people, um, and I have family members that took, the series um and are not equating things that are going on with them right now to getting the vaccine because uh like my mom got rapid onset cancer she's 83 years old you know my dad now has dementia other family members have died there's all these people that are just like and of course, nobody listens to me when I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> been around this field for a long time. Don't take these things. It's a bad idea. But, you know, uh, people give in because they're like, oh, well, I want to travel. I want to protect for the other greater people. good, right? Yeah. And I'm, and they still don't like put two and two together. Mm-mm. They did it for the greater good. They thought they were accomplishing something mm-hmm. when they got and, their free yeah. French fries. Oh, <laughs> just! Uh, I wish they would have got fries and a shake with that. But they yeah. are gonna. I think they're gonna look back at this in. I, I want to say twenty years, thirty years, mm-hmm. and as a very just dark time. Mm-hmm. Where well, it's even, yeah, it's gonna come out by that time. My, but my, who writes history, though? Uh, is, any, is anybody in the is anybody in the future gonna really know what happened? Because yeah. they'll yeah. they'll bury it. You know what I mean? Well, and you know, I mean, they'll try, but I, like I've said, I've said this a thousand times now, social media has become so powerful right now that Mm -hmm. it can be used against us and it can be used for, and and it can be used against them. It can be Mm -hmm. used to get, it goes both ways, you know? Right. Um, I, I think we have a better chance now of, you know, somebody looking back and going, okay, all right, well, we see what really happened now. Well, but I think that's why they're pushing, um, wow, I'm having a total brain fart. The TikTok ban? Uh, yes, that's why they're pushing that. Whole I think that failed Congress. already. I think that failed over here. Well, I can see them totally slamming that through you know with of course a bunch of pork added in there to this because they have to get a hold of the narrative um and and as we see unfolding now persecution persecution of political opponents um like the poor guy that was you know found guilty of of posting a meme um and and that was and you know all of that stuff so i think they're gonna they're gonna try to jam all of that through so that they can have complete and total control of what you post what you listen to and the whole nine yards i really think they're gonna try their hardest but i don't think they're gonna succeed on this one there's just too much out there right now, and there's too much pushback to that because TikTok is the defining factor in all of this. Because mm-hmm. during the fr- French protests right now against the um, retirement age thing with Macron, mm-hmm. 
um, if you looked at, if you searched Paris, France, when those protests were going on, if you searched for Paris, France in, on Facebook and Instagram, it showed picture perfect Paris. It showed touristy sites. The streets were clean. There were no protests. But then if you went over to TikTok and searched Paris, France, mm. it showed Very all different. of the nasty shit going mm. on in France right now. And that Kinda is like Ukraine. Yes. Ukraine. Yes. On TikTok. But the Ukraine stuff is really out there on 4chan, which they'll never be able to kill. They won't be able to kill 4chan right now. It, those yeah. videos and everything is out on 4chan. But yes, it's out on TikTok also. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> I really honestly, I think that TikTok thing is dead. I really do. I you think don't think tried- there's enough bought and paid for politicians to get that through? Oh, there is. But... T- the public has seen it now. I am really surprised at the amount of people that are awake now in just mm-hmm. the last few years. What happened? You know, um, mm-hmm. at people watching, you know, just the separation of families, the mm-hmm. let it watching their uh, family members die by themselves. Um, this whole losing their jobs, businesses closed down. You have to do it for the greater good. We got to stop the spread. Mm-hmm. Really, kind of backfired quite a bit on them. Mm-hmm. I really I think, think so it- too. Yes. <clears throat> and I think with the, um, like you said, with the the family members dying alone, that was a big thing for a lot of people because every patient, according to every admission paper, form, whatever, the patient's bill of rights uh, and informed consent and the <clears throat> right to have um, either you as your own advocate or a family member as your advocate um, or your caretaker or, you know, whatever. And so during that whole thing, that all went out the window and they violated so many people's rights yes. just in that. And oh, that yeah. is definitely a crime against humanity right there. Oh, man, I, I, I had gotten myself away from lugging refrigerators around on a daily basis for work and was actually just working on engines because you know, as you get older, sometimes, just you know, the, some of those body parts <laughs> don't work right anymore. Amen. And, and, <laughs> And I, you know, I was, I was let go because they tried to, uh, out of nowhere, they come in and tried to blindside everybody like, well, you can't come back to work until you Mm -hmm. take this test. And I, I closed, I closed a three car dealers. I caused three car car dealerships to be closed for a week and some change because I refused to go take this test and was, Mm -hmm. and, and was spouting to everyone in a massive group chat between the company about their rights and stuff that were being mm-hmm. violated and absolutely they fi- and they finally were just like we're gonna we're gonna have to let you go and i was just like cool bye like i don't need this like i'll see you later and mm-hmm. and like you know now you know I'm, I, I got back in the appliance gig but i got back into he he's on the same level as i am when it comes to things because he he does farming type stuff himself too and me and, and from mm-hmm. the moment he hired me i was like how's things been for you he's like He's like, I have farm animals. He's like, do you think I have time to be sick? I was like, I understand exactly what you're saying. Like, there's no such yeah. thing as sick when you when you play mm-hmm. with chicken poo and 
pig right. crap all day long. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, and that that lends itself to the whole, you know, germ versus terrain theory thing. Yeah, you know, and and the amount of and I'll, I'll admit it, I was indoctrinated when I went through nursing school. Um, I ran the vaccines for children program at our at our teaching facility for years and years and years and it wasn't until my daughter was vaccine injured that i'm like do holy crap dude i've been i've been told by people before and then things that i've seen myself and stuff like do you think Mm. that just a lot of that in general because you made mention earlier about it being based in the pharmaceuticals and stuff Mm -hmm. like is because it's based in that monetary pharmaceutical you know, business like that's what mm-hmm. they that's what they train it on and teach it a hundred percent. Yep, it's no longer actually fixing something that's wrong with somebody. It's yeah, what no. can we sell someone? Yeah, it's repeat no. customers. It's repeat customers, right? And it's a yeah. it's the um, continual cycle of un- unwell. That's you know, and they got to put you in that loop, you know, and they got to sell you the medications, and they got to, you know, you got side effects, and then they give you more meds to counteract the side effects, and it's a never-ending loop. I I was always against, you know, I've I've always had my my thoughts on you know the medical industry in itself, Mm -hmm. you know, like just prior to, but then the last like five six years of my grandmother's life, I. I kind of, I kind of took care of her. A lot of, she had been alone for like 15 years. And Mm -hmm. when I, when I found her, she could barely see and was getting around on a bus, but she was still capable of getting around and doing things. And I watched in those five years, the doctors pull her apart to the point they were taking legs, literally. Right. Mm-hmm. And and she went from being somebody that could get up in the morning and go catch the bus into town. She lived in Buffalo, New York at the time, and do her gallivanting and shopping to in a wheelchair and just uh, just sad. Like there there was a point in time where when we when we were living together and they had first took her leg. Like I didn't I didn't know what else to do other than carry her. Like I would just put I'd hoist her up on my back and carry her up mm-hmm. and down the stairs in the house and things like that and stuff. And it was just, it was awful to see the doctors tearing her apart. And when I brought her down to Georgia so that she could see her son and all of the half siblings that I have scattered around from mm-hmm. whatever that man did with his life. <laughs> and, 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 um, and Tales he, of a bunny <laughs> rabbit. Yeah, shoot. And, and she, you know, the first thing that we found when we, when we brought her to a different doctor down here was the doctor was like, why is she on? All these meds. Six mm-hmm. different blood pressure medica- medications. Right. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's on, he's, and so he, when he got them all scattered out between like her eight different specialists that she was under, she mm-hmm. had like six different blood pressure medications. No wonder mm-hmm. she was having the trouble that she didn't get, you know, blood flow and stuff like that. I mean, there was just so, mm-hmm. so much going on. Right. And like it, it made me really sour because that same bunny rabbit we just mentioned we happen to share a legal name. Uh, I, mine just has a number two at the end of it. And even though I was the 
fellow in charge of everything for Grams, he totally signed off on a surgery that I that me and the main doctor said wasn't a good idea because it mm-hmm. might kill her, and it totally killed her. And mm-hmm. between the other doctor that said it was a good idea, and you know, and him, I was just like, I I I watched these doctors kill this woman. I watched the mm-hmm. medical industry kill this woman like that this was legal murder that Mm -hmm. i witnessed in front of my own eyes at a slow drip portion and like that i'm I'm glad you said legal murder because that is exactly to a t what has happened Mm -hmm. to so many people think you need to say the quiet part out loud yes (laughs) yeah yeah and that's why like that's one of the reasons why I started my show because with the amount of information that I know, because like I said, I've worked in every aspect. I did billing, yeah. I did coding, you know, I did the nursing part, I did home health care, all of it. And I kept trying to tell people, I'm like, these are things that you need to do, you know, uh, get sunlight every day, get, you know, take vitamin C, all these things. Um, and then it was like, uh, eh, well, we're going to ban your account. We're going to delete your account because you shouldn't tell people to get sun, you know? And I was like, I'm going to do my podcast and I am very vocal about the medical industry. Yes. And should the be, though. amount of bullshit and garbage the, that the- is in it. And so like now m- my focus is helping people get better by like specially crafting things myself at home that I can send to people to, you know, take their blood sugar down or, you know, uh, fix prostate problems, things like that with herbs and natural things instead of getting looped into the medical system. That's totally something I'm I'm looking at. I'm I'm looking at eight books, eight books on my shelf. I think eight, Mm -hmm. maybe nine that go over exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of medication, it's my the other half and I, when we sit down and we're watching whatever it is, Hulu, Netflix, Tubi, Prime, whatever, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they are flooded with medication commercials. Have you, if times. anybody has taken the time to notice, mm-hmm. yeah. flooded with medication commercials. Half of the commercial... It's just Correct stating the side effects. What? It's just no. stating the side effects. Listen, I, I, commercial. I watched. I watched one of those commercials the other night because it co- come on too when we were watching the Golden Girls, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what is the medicine even for?" Like I heard them telling me what the side effects were. I heard them telling me mm-hmm. that it was going to make their life better, but I don't actually remember what they said the medicine was for and you know i i remember seeing these commercials and stuff a lot like growing up with an antenna on top of the tv yeah (laughs) we we watch tbs most of the time you know after school and stuff like that and on our two channels well you know what oh man reruns of matlock and you know we had four uh, we we were we were uh, we were middle class we had four and we we had two so I'm a, super old. <laughs> and a big, huge chunk of the commercials were a mixture of two things. 
all mm-hmm. the lawsuits coming up from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, you know, mm-hmm. of, you know that were got, coming past, and then yep. like all of the new medicines that they were selling to everybody for mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. Some that I have got to see in my lifetime already have lawsuits after them because they were complete mm-hmm. hogwash and failure. And mm-hmm. you know, the the medical industry itself is the what is it the third largest killer in the country if i'm not mistaken <laughs> it's up there i think it's the five. first now <laughs> I, I, it might be the first now you know it might be sure, but... yeah and if you yeah. include medical malpractice i think it is mm-hmm. the number That's... one killer yeah. the medical field is the number one killer mm-hmm. um medical malpractice ever, is a like, scary thought there's like... a really good documentary out uh with michael keaton in fact called called dope sick yes yes mm-hmm you guys seen that on hulu yes I, I uh, we and and that whole oh, great. um that whole thing uh in the the premise of that movie of course was narcotics um yep and oxycontin wasn't it oxy yep yep and of course um that was a the prevalent thing you know years back when i was still you know as an active nurse and so because there was such an over prescribing problem um they created a database that when a patient would come in and and you needed to give them um some kind of pain medicine or whatever because of an injury uh you had to get on this database and search to see if this patient had filled uh, narcotics at any other pharmacy, when they filled them, uh, who wrote the prescription, the whole nine yards, so they could start nabbing the patients. Not the healthcare providers who were over-prescribing, but the patients they were going after. That was a thing. Of You know, that that goes right in there with, that whole idea of the war on drugs. There's probably, you know, mm-hmm. some, some loophole in there that they tried to use mm-hmm. with stuff like that. And it's, it's, I, I have never found the appeal of like the pharmaceutical drug aspect of, of, of getting high. Like I, same. I, I know it people, makes me throw up. I, yeah. I can't do it. I, I know people that have, but like, I, I, I I suffered a ridiculous face injury trying to rescue my cat from two Rottweilers playing tug of war with it. I thought you were going to say with a raccoon. No, no. <laughs> I, I wish. Listen, I wish. I wish it was a raccoon because he probably wouldn't have caused me to have uh, like nineteen <laughs> stitches from the inside of my lip to the inside of my nose. And <laughs> oh man, but um, these, you know. <sighs> Damn, I actually kind of forgot where I was going with this. That threw me off. I'm laughing. Sorry, I said raccoon. Sorry. No, the raccoon. The raccoon. (laughs) But yeah, I'm. That's what it was. I my face got completely ripped in half, and they stitched it back together, and they gave me. And people are gonna laugh at me because I'm just I'm not in the scene, but they they gave me Laura tabs, and I was like, Mm -hmm. I was like okay is this supposed to help with the pain or whatever and they were like you know yeah sure this is you know this is what this is or whatever and i i took one and it actually made me sick like that like it just uh-huh. it made me that's feel, what it does to me made me feel weird made me throw mm-hmm. up made me and i was just like okay cool we're not doing that mm-hmm. like we're gonna you know we'll we'll go another route or we'll just 
suffer through what we need to suffer with. I will say I made it all the way until the day they went to go pull the stitches out of my <laughs> face. And I was I wasn't too shabby. But the day they mm-hmm. did that, the dude clipped the first one and I said, Hey man, strap me to the table. And he goes, No, you'll be all right. I said, please. Because I don't want to be responsible because I'm gonna swing when you stick those forceps up my Assault. nose. Like like please strap me to the table just for everybody's safety. Like because those those are sharp and you're about to stick mm-hmm. them up my nose. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. <laughs> I, I, I am no, I'm no stranger to some pretty good injuries. Like I, that's when it comes to medical modern science. I think they've done a, an excellent job at being able to like stop the bleeding and you know like help you if you've mm-hmm. got a bullet in you or if you've got a major cut or uh, uh, the bones are broken. You know, or just, you know, yeah, and and it's just you know things like that. I think they've come a long way with, but I think that like a big factor in just health in general is that a lot of your same pharmaceutical companies and your food companies and your poison companies mm-hmm. are all one company. Yes, a hundred percent, and well, and that's that is why the medical industry started in the United States anyway. Uh, they brought the German pharmacy system over here, but like the fluoride started because it was manufacturing waste. And what do we do with this? Oh, we're going to dump it in the water. Um, and then we've got the petroleum industry because, you know, um, the Carnegie family was really involved with the Rockefeller family. And so that is how like all they funded of the this- AMA. Yeah, all of the stuff is petroleum-based, fluoride-based. And I'm going to give your listeners a little piece of information um, that have small kids or are about to have kids or whatever, and you don't know where to start with vaccination stuff. Go to cdc.gov and type in vaccine excipient summary. And that will pull up like a list at the bottom and, and it's a thing that you click on that says it came out of the pink book. What this list is, is the additive or extra ingredients that are not the main ingredients in the vaccines, but all the extras that they throw mm-hmm. in there. And so if you uh, can't read it, you don't need it. And that goes for food labels, too. And so if you have um, time and you look at these, each one of the vaccinations, and you will see things like um, animal cells, fetal cells, you will see heavy metals, you'll see heavy detergents, you'll see toxins, you'll see antibiotics, um, you'll see a whole host of things that are in each and every single one of the vaccinations with the exception of the COVID one, because since it's not federally approved or mandated, um, it hasn't been put on the schedule. So it is not part of that summary. Thank, thankfully I, uh, I did write on my second mm. time around for, for picking a wife and she mm. was, she's somebody that actually <laughs> did all of, two. <laughs> <laughs> she, she did, uh, she was, she did really well into studying all of this and, you know, mm-hmm. her, her, right. her oldest two don't have, and then, you know, the one that I have, whether she, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we were the people in the hospital during COVID that were like, 
the pains in the ass that they have. They, they just wish right. they wouldn't, they were trying their damnedest to get us out of there as quickly as possible mm-hmm. because between her telling them you ain't sticking her with nothing mm-hmm. and me being like, are you really going to try to separate me from mm-hmm. my birth giving wife and my newborn child? Because I'm not going right. to put that face diaper on. Like mm-hmm. they were like, right. get out, get out, <laughs> get out of here. And they all developed a tick. <laughs> don't like that guy oh uh, it's i i I wasn't you know i i when she started trying to give us a hard time and then they wanted to call security down there that's exactly Mm -hmm. what i was i was like i was like are you really are you really about to try and step in between this bud because like Mm -hmm. i'm willing to go and he was just like i'm going back to my desk and he walked off well exactly (laughs) and you know uh if you think about it in terms of, like I said, consent, because you have to give consent for absolutely any and every treatment, uh, test, anything that they do. And if you as a parent refuse or you as a patient refuse something and they violate that, that is assault. First so- and foremost, that is assault. So and we're and should be treated as such. We're Correct. also mm-hmm. me and me and my wife and you know Neptune. He's not here with us this evening, but I know he's on board with this. We are also anti-circumcision people. Mm-hmm, same. Uh, and and I, I had I, to do those. I, I ride mm-hmm. I ride around with the bumper sticker that says "Slice pizzas, not babies" on my on my minivan, <laughs> and like it it's it's. <clears throat> You know, it's it's a, it's one of those tough conversations, but that's another one of those things. And when you when when you tell a doctor that you're not going to do that, like they get mad. Oh my yeah. gosh! They're, well, they, do you know that if you don't do it, your baby is not going to be healthy? Right, right. I can tell you, as a nurse, we did them in our office, not in the hospital. We did this in our teaching facility, which was in in an office, and. It is so graphic and and awful to watch and to do. I cannot tell you how many of the physician students passed out as, watching that procedure. As uh, we, I had a spokesman from the Bloodstained Men on here a while back, and we had mm-hmm. discussed this. And and as someone who got to witness their own at six years old because that's what Mm -hmm. when they decided to finally do that to me like that's something Mm -hmm. that stays with you with the rest of your life because oh yeah they don't put you to sleep and like no they don't and and, they don't put babies to sleep at all and 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 six years old you can hold on to some pretty graphic memories i promise you like Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that just kind of sticks with you yeah it's muscle memory and like i've it you know I, i did have a little girl when we when we had a child, but I had told her right off the bat, I was just like, you know, that, that wouldn't have even been a fight with me. Like I'm pro mm-hmm. do that. Like a hundred percent. Don't, don't, if you were created with, you know, specific things, that's the reason you were created. And mm-hmm. like, I think that you should, you know, I'm even, I'm, <laughs> this gets, makes people mad, but I'm always like, well, why, why should I fix my dog? Like, he's fine. He stays in his fence. He doesn't go anywhere. They're like, well, you're going to make him have cancer because you didn't get him fixed. And I'm like, but he was born with them. Mm-hmm. Do, do wolves in the wild get cancer because they don't get their balls cut off? A hundred percent. 
and people are like, well, that's it's 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 different. And I'm like, I'm not. This goes mine. back to you know, I'm not. This goes back to indoctrination. A hundred percent. People have been told something over and over and over and over and over their entire mm-hmm. life. They and they're are get- going to believe it. But they're get they're they're you getting know, it into the world of animals now. Like do- dogs are a good example. Like when we were when I was a kid, there was you know your regular dog food. If you needed, if you worried about fleas, Paul would dip the dog down in the used motor oil bucket and let him go run off and clean himself because then he didn't have fleas all summer long. And mm-hmm. you know now they want you to give dogs all these shots and they want you to make them mm-hmm. make sure that they have this pill and that pill and this which are special... full of pesticides yeah and you know mm-hmm. I, the, it's rolling over into the animal world now and i like i feel mm-hmm. bad for the animals like i people are always another thing that's popular is the people ask me do you vaccinate your chicks and chickens and i'm like chickens need a vaccine like mm-hmm. i've had i've had multiple generations of chickens and mm-hmm. And I don't remember sticking them with anything, and I've never mm-hmm. had a problem out of any of them. Why would I? Why would I put a foreign because substance that's in my the, chicken? That's the push now, right? Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Bill Bill Gates, who mm-hmm. is the world's most leading uh, expert on all things agriculture now, as well as health, um, and so that's his push. The computer is vaccination of you know, animals. And, and there's a lot of states right now that are um, contemplating signing on the bill um, that's in the House right now to make it mandatory to vaccinate. I think they're leaving that up. I think so. that's state by state because mm-hmm. I think Missouri, yes. I think Missouri, which is a large cattle producer, I yes. think Missouri mm-hmm. just said no yes. to it because they recognize the danger. Right. And there was even, wasn't there even something just recently where they were going to vaccinate bee, the honeybees? Okay. Yes. Okay. So I know, I do know that I, and I also know that um, Zuckerberg and his wife invested a whole bunch of money into vaccinating. I think we're up to like a hundred thousand deer across the country. Mm-hmm. Like that's because Okay, so they didn't get enough people to take the vaccine, right? Yep. Um, so they they can't they couldn't affect your health that way. So the next best thing to do is to do all of the animals that you either eat or that pollinate literally every single plant that we mm-hmm. intake. And and there again, look at who is buying up just billions of acres of farmland in the United States, Mr. Gates, right? And so if he can, they can make it mandatory to vaccinate the animals and to vaccinate the bees that are going to pollinate everything. They're going to make sure that you've got your mRNA uh, jab in one form or another. Well, I guess I'm... Totally glad that I'm making my way, making my way to being able to eat more and more off of my own my own mm-hmm. area and stuff like that. You know, we we right. we're I'm into the homestead realm and stuff like that, and bandit mm-hmm. bandits in that aspect in a different realm. But he's still working on it, and like we're <clears throat> I'm I'm always down for trading and stuff like that. Like I same, you yep. know, I I I 
I don't do beef, but I do enough goat and pig and chicken and stuff like that. That it's just like, hey, I'll trade you a whole hog for a quarter mm-hmm. of you know a quarter of beef or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's going to be plausible. And this is more of that. You know, this is more of that balkanization and stuff. Actually, I think that me and Bandit talk about a lot. Well, and, I think mm-hmm. it like there is discussion of there is more and more discussion of um, national divorce. Left and right. Yeah. Well, it looks like. I don't mean like left and right, like the, like in the thing I'm saying, like to the left and to the right, like all -hmm. over the place. We, between the, what, the 20 something states that are looking into the idea of national divorce on top of the 16 states that are like, hey, we're going to make our own currency. So it's it's not going to come down to state by state. This is going to be more like. Uh, city and local. Rural. Yeah. Rural, yeah. rural is going to get rid of the big cities. The big cities are mainly, well, I wouldn't say a major, well, maybe a majority or uh, democratically controlled. Not that I give a crap about politics. I'm just mm-hmm. using this as like, uh, uh, they're mainly democratically controlled if you look at mm-hmm. it. The big cities Ooh. are in rural right. America is mainly your your red areas are mainly Conservative. controlled conservatives. And that's where like the 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 democratic mind fails to comprehend if there is a national divorce between rural and city America, the cities are gonna starve without rural america because we mm-hmm. feed you right <laughs> you, you know we, we cities you know and it, it's going to be a it's going to be a hard lesson learned uh but. and i hate to say it but i kind of welcome <laughs> that day you know what i mean um sarcastically speaking uh, you, you, <laughs> uh, just say yeah the 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 you know, that's like a lot of pe- times people and stuff, people have been trying to convince me for years onto the idea of things like Bitcoin and other coins and stuff like that. I have no desire and, to do and that. I have, you know, I, nope. neither, neither do I. And, and that was mm-hmm. one thing I was always saying. And as I was like, okay, I was like, well, I have all this farm stuff. I was like, if you show up to me hungry and, you know, you want to buy some of this pork from me. What makes you think I'm going to take your pretty digital numbers that I have no tangible items with? And they're like, well, mm-hmm. well, they'll have this. And I said, no, 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 no. What mm-hmm. makes you think I'm going to accept it? Like, right. you can tell me what it is all you want, but I'm, I'm, I'm a beans and bullets kind of guy. Like, if you, Same. you yeah. know, you, yeah. you, you show I'm up, not you show a guy. Let me throw that out there. I'm not a guy, <laughs> but you, you same know. as the beans and bullets. <laughs> well, it's, it's not just that. It's like, the other half and I were uh, talking about like how many tomato plants I'm going to put in the ground this year. And mm-hmm. um, she's like, what are we going to do? I mean, I was like, well, I'm going to plant this many. And she's like, well, what are you going to do with the extra? And I'm like, can it? I'm going to give them to the neighbors. Well, yeah. I'm. Oh, I already told the, I already talked to Jimmy and the group chat that I am to that age now where I'm excited that I'm, I'm, I'm finally getting a pressure canner. <laughs> yeah. See, and but, I don't uh, even, I I don't like, even have a pressure canner. But... I just water can. I just water bath. That's what I do. But, uh, yep. It's like, 
Well, I'm excited because I got I'm getting a pressure canner because I can do more with even mm-hmm. you can can dif- more of a variety with a pressure right. canner than you can water bath. And this, yeah. we're getting to the point where we're I'm getting some more chickens. And we're coming up now where it's like we're getting extra right now and we're going to have even more. And I'm like, well, we're going to sell the extra eggs to our neighbors, Mm -hmm. Uh, whatever produce we don't use that from Mm -hmm. the from my decent, pretty decently sized garden will get fed to the animals and then Mm -hmm. given to the neighbors. I mean, that, but that's right. That's how we roll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. In, in a, uh, in an ideal anarchist society, that would be the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you help your society, you, you right. help your neighborhood out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't you don't see your you don't see your 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 neighbor hurt. You know, I mm-hmm. um I like to be the guy that because I've had it done for me before in the past, and because I've had it done for me in the past, I make sure I continue to do it this day, even if I'm standing in like the grocery store or something myself and you see that person scrambling because they're don't have the money they're 20 bucks short mm-hmm. or something you know if i have mm-hmm. it i'm i'm right then and there i'm just like here yeah. you go like y'all you know take it and 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 i'm always the first person that says that if if you see somebody at a walmart stealing food that no the fuck you didn't like mm-hmm. because nine times you know if you're to the point that you're you know you're just trying to steal for yourself a meal like i I think that in in the most advanced society on the face of the planet right now, as they like to claim that we are, that it for there to be anybody that is hungry this evening, it's a damn shame. Mm-hmm. It, it it really is, you know. And I mean, I know all, a lot of the stuff's garbage and stuff nowadays too. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, like it, I I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think we can call ourselves such a such an advanced place in the world with the amount of homeless and hungry that we have on a constant basis. Well, but here's the thing. I think society as a whole, if it were up to the people, um, what we did with our money, instead of the government taking our money, um, Mm -hmm. things would be a lot different because we would take care of our own. We would take care of our vets. We would take care of homeless people. We would do all of that stuff. But because the government is so bloated and so just overreaching, they take our money and then send it overseas for transgender studies or, you know, whatever horseshit when we should be using that. Didn't Zelensky's parents just buy an $8 million house or something? Well, and another another $3 billion to Ukraine. Yeah. (laughs) And he's, and Zelensky himself has like eight. Eight the high, homes. The highest paid actor in all of Hollywood. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Way more than uh, Tom Cruise made last year. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's, it really is a clown show. And I do think, though, mm-hmm. that like they've, I think that they've pushed their stuff into such a high gear because of that whole back to that double, double edged sword thing, you know, as, as quickly as they can get some kind of bs narrative out that they try to you have an array of goofy people hiding behind the internet a lot of us with really cool hats and awesome beards <laughs> making making some making some funny ass pictures to make you think about it and and you know get your mind away from the get well, your mind and away we're from exposing them. them for who they really are 
right. you know, whether mm-hmm. you choose to believe us or listen to us, that's your choice. But we we're going to continue doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Absolutely. I'm immune to the to the razzing. Like I, I do see a lot of people nowadays. That they're like they're like they're like, oh, you know, people people give me such a hard time about it. And I'm like, well, when you've been telling people that the sky's falling for going on 20 years now, you it's it's okay when the people just tell you that you're crazy because you just keep going yeah. and tell the and tell the next person because I I from I myself have seen the uptick, you know, not not just in the past three years, but even just growing over the past twenty years, the uptick of people that went from, yeah, this is Jimmy, he's our crazy buddy that'll you know that thinks lizard people are real too. <laughs> this is Jimmy, and you should totally listen to him. He might sound mm-hmm. nuts, but he you might, should talk he, to him. You, know, you should probably talk to him for a minute. Like he he might know he he might know a thing or two. And then I look at him and just go, I don't know Jack dude. Like, but I can tell you some cool ideas that I have. Like, it's- well, and the, the thing for me is, um, I don't care what people say about me. I don't care if people like me, don't like yeah. me. I am me and I am proud of me and I'm glad I'm who I am. And so if somebody gets offended because of a truth that I am telling that is a them problem, not a me problem. I and love, so I really don't care. I love getting the walnuts all fired up and mad at me. Like I, I have been called everything from every Same. side. Like mm-hmm. from like Same. I've I've had in in one conversation, some people call go from calling me a white supremacist to mm-hmm. a liberal nut job, all in the same all in the same sentence, and I'm just like. Mm-hmm. I broke him. I win. (laughs) Right. And it's so funny to me because especially being a female, I guess it's different because the personal texts always come out. If somebody doesn't like what you say, it's you're a whore, you're a cunt, you're whatever. And I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, have a good day. You way know, oh that boy them way off more do we not have personal experience with this mm-hmm. like very personal like w- jimmy and i and actually everybody involved in this podcast <clears throat> have very personal experience with this because they have no other they can't they can't attack you, you on merit right oh. So right, they so just they resort to personal attacks and and, and name calling and like mm-hmm. yeah and oh and, yeah and sto- yeah. and and not only stalking you but stalking people that you're acquainted to and stuff yes. even even if they've blocked you on everything that they are seem to have blocked you they're still mm-hmm. stalking but I, yeah. I you know I always say to that is that your 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 haters don't really hate you they just hate they aren't you and that's why they continue that's why they continue to act the way that they do with that stuff and and yeah and i enjoy it the most though is twitter yes well oh i I don't fan the flame i don't uh i don't do a lot of twitter now because i am on account number eight on twitter um and so like back in the day when i had like a, a really large account and stuff that used to be where I would get the most hate. And now it, because I don't have that big of a following now compared to what I did, I don't get it there. I get it on Instagram now. <laughs> nice. nice. I, we, Perfect. 
I, we were we were talking about this the other day. Actually, yesterday, I think, where Bandit was like, I think I've gotten three friend requests from Jimmy in one day. Oh, yeah. Facebook like, back in, uh, yeah. when was the major purge? Was uh, 2018, 2019, where they prior purged? To prior to everything. Yeah. When, when, they, when they purged and sent all everyone's shit to China? When, well, that, when, yeah. when they purged, when they, yeah, when they, pur- exactly. when, they, when they purged us and then they wrote like a 36 something page article about all of our meme pages because oh, yeah. we were, you know, we were, we were actually doing a thing and, and, you know, you, I kept going, like I, I turned it into a personal vendetta with uh, Zuckerberg and I just really, really want him to have to publicly say Jim Bob oval shorts. So that's why that account keeps reappearing 20 <laughs> something times later because it's, it's a, it's just like, I've, I've got to keep doing see, it. The now, thing is, and <laughs> with all of this though, if, if you ban, you can't ban us all right? because it's not, any one individual person that you're trying to ban, it's an idea you're trying to ban, and mm-hmm. that just makes it all the more difficult. Can't stop. You're trying signal. to ban, yeah, you're trying to ban liberty, and that just doesn't work. Whether it's coming from the medical field, mm-hmm. gun gun rights, right, bodily autonomy, mm-hmm. um, you know, even religion, um, right. It, it, you can't ban everything. It, it's more of an idea you're trying to ban, and that just doesn't work. But see, I'm I'm like that um, tenacious little weed. If you if you ban me, if you delete my account, I'll guarantee you there's going to be a lot more pop up. Yeah. So you're done like it. A dandelion. They have done it. Hey, that's I will take that because dandelions are good for you and very have exactly health benefits. Exactly why I so said it. So I instead good, of like dandelions are good for the heart. That's right. Instead of like a fine wine or good aged cheese, I am a dandelion because I'm better for you. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm mm-hmm. one of those people. Like you cannot stop me. I don't give a shit if I have to go stand on the street corner. And talk to people on the street corner with the sign. I will never ever go away. You cannot make me shut up. No, and and you know that when I did, I, I had took like a break from Facebook because it was it was in the teens for the accounts, mm-hmm. and I was banned on every device that I had IPs across. The board. <laughs> Been there, <laughs> and so I was like. I'm going to check out TikTok and I happen to get in on TikTok when it was still what I consider the wild west when it still is. It, don't get, it, don't, it still don't is. Like it it, it yeah. still is compared. <laughs> but like when I first got on TikTok, it reminded me of the extremely early days of YouTube. And mm-hmm. oh, I, was, yeah. I was like, okay. And I, you know, I unintentionally joking around threw on the pirate hat and blew up one night after making a video about they live and for like three years was riding a train over there where i was capped i couldn't figure out why i was getting more followers but the number was never moving and i learned Mm -hmm. later that they had capped me or whatever and then i made a post about 
something along the lines of government is slavery with extra steps. And when I woke up the next morning, my account was gone and I was, I was, <laughs> I was so gone that they, they went ahead and IP banned that one. They were just like, nope, mm-hmm. you can't come back. Like, like ever, <laughs> like ever. We don't, we don't want you on here. Like you caused too much of a ruckus. And, but it was a little shit stir you. The, the, the TikTok thing, it, it led me over to Josh Reed over there that runs the red pill project. Um, mm-hmm. he, he started bringing me on as like a like a guest and stuff on mm-hmm. his show and hanging out with him and i eventually merged into becoming the saturday night co-host with vince over there on makes you think where we do all kinds of crazy wild just off kilter kind of things just fun and they kept trying to convince me that i needed my own show and wanted me to do it with them and uh, one day i woke up and was like no and i kind of messaged bandit and the rest of the crew and was like hey I started a website and we're going to do a podcast and man, it's like, well, when's the start? And I was like, like two days from now. And he's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the notice. (laughs) And you know, it's just, it's, it's, it was a little rocky at first. Like I've, I've actually gone back and looked a couple of my earlier episodes and laughed at myself because I'm just like, Oh man, I, I think I've put it together a little bit better now that I've, now that we've done it for over a year, but it, it's, I have found this part of the internet to be like a lot like TikTok, a lot more inviting and a lot more accepting than the keyboard warriors that we've all been, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with for the past 10, 15 years of mm-hmm. the internet. You know, every, right. everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's behind a keyboard. People quit getting punched in the mouth for saying things out of line. And <laughs> now that we're getting back to face to face, it it's, it's great that I can talk to people from any corner of the spectrum, mm-hmm. you know, walk of life, this, that, and the other. And we can sit here and actually, I can show people that we can have conversations, you know, even if it's about something that's completely fringy or completely, Oh, we don't want to talk about that. But like when you can show people that you can have these conversations, I think it sends a message in its own way, you know, and I, in the in your message to me earlier, you were talking about something that actually I actually took to heart because I think that is something super awesome that any living human being can do. And you had said that you're working on your own like self written cookbook. Mm-hmm. And uh, go ahead, bring plug it. Am I gonna plug it? Okay, so we're <laughs> it, oh, no. uh, so we're we're I've been secretly with a lot of past guests and with the rest of the show and stuff working on one myself actually mm-hmm. like I've been gathering my recipes the rest of my co-host recipes mm-hmm. and a handful of chosen guests and stuff throughout the past and we're we're producing a cookbook too is kind of like a novelty kind of thing for the show mm-hmm. and for podcasts in general but I also I have this stance where I feel like cookbook is a, is a more important written document than any of the Mossad textbooks in any school. Like, and people are like, what do you mean? And I'm like, because you're, you're teaching someone something and to teach right. someone teach, mm-hmm. to teach someone to cook, to share the gift of food, mm-hmm. I think goes hand in hand with the idea of unity and friends and happiness mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because, you know, you know, when do you sit down with your friends and eat a meal and you're not, got a smile on your face or having a good time. Right. 
you know. And I'm, see, that's one of the things that um, I love so much is because I've never owned a cookbook. Yeah. Like everything I make comes out of my brain. You know, I, nice. I don't look up. I don't look up stuff. I don't like none of that. Nice. And it's like, um, you know, holidays and stuff are at my house yeah. because I love to cook for people. Um, and a lot of times like I will make all different kinds of stuff and then I will just pack it up in a box and like ship it to like a random friend or something. And they're like, I, Oh my God, got the package that you sent me today. What, what did you do that for? That was so nice. When, and I'm like, I don't know, just cause I want to. When, 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 when I was a little more wild and unhinged and younger, like I had spent a lot of time in the, restaurant industry and stuff and even for mm -hmm. some reason thought it would be a good idea to go to Le Cordon Bleu and like I've I I've always had a good passion for cooking and Same. different ways and stuff like mm -hmm. that and I've you know I've learned a lot of, a lot of different recipes throughout time there's ones that have been handed down to me and stuff like that I, I was fortunate enough to have cookbooks like my I I grew up with an old south grandmother and TikTok. she had a she had a stack <clears throat> of books and mm -hmm. And has stabbed and stabbed me one, at one point in time over some pork chops in my life, <laughs> you know. I mean, like I like a true Southern grandmother should, and like she, uh, you know. And I do I do a lot of the cooking around the house, and I share online on Instagram a lot a lot of my breads because mm -hmm. I'm I'm super into doing. Bread. We swap recipes I all the time, bread. and we do like we we have a whole entire extra group chat dedicated to recipes. I just, so that we don't lose them. <laughs> I just said this in the group a, a group chat I'm in with Jimmy. I I asked him. I'm like, is it possible to overdose on carbohydrates? Like eat so much <laughs> bread that it kills you? Because I would rather have that. Our local sweet. grocery store has. <laughs> bakes the most amazing ciabatta bread mm -hmm. and i think i consumed three loaves of ciabatta bread in like two days <laughs> and i didn't I, I was like i man i don't feel well i oh. wonder if <laughs> like you can just yeah, like eat too much bread Hey, don't don't but worry. I'll help no, you sweat no. it out when you come down here and go down the river with me again this summer. Yeah, again, you know. But uh, no, Brett, we we swap recipes all the time. And again, I hate to bring up TikTok again, but food talk is a whole nother world of TikTok with the cooking mm -hmm. and the recipes. Yeah, mm -hmm. that has been one of the most amazing things is like finding like short recipes on TikTok. I mean, I won't like that. I won't go after like huge meal prep mm -hmm. recipes, but like your simple like stews, soups, breads, desserts on TikTok mm -hmm. are a whole new level of My my blueberry ketchup is floating around on TikTok somewhere. I did. I, I did put that. Recipe I know. I would. I would like that because I love blueberries. I. You know. I, kind of a quick history lesson. You know, ketchup actually started mm -hmm. as more of like a fish oil sauce. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and and throughout medieval ketchup is yeah yeah now throughout I think it is throughout time it was used with many different things you know tomato ketchup is more of a is a very young idea but there's been ketchups mm -hmm. made with everything from different kinds of berries to different kinds of veggies to different kinds of you know just fruits in general and stuff like that and i i 
a buddy of mine that is a unseen face kind of in my meme world, but he has been a, a guest on a couple episodes early in the thing. Um, he goes by Tanman. He he was eating a burger one night somewhere in New Jersey and was sending me pictures of it. And I was like, what kind of burger is that? He was like, well, it's a, he's like, it's a lamb burger and it's got arugula and it's got blueberry ketchup on it. And I was like, blueberry ketchup. And so like, I started doing some research until I could figure mm-hmm. out what was blueberry ketchup and pinned down a couple different ideas and took like four different recipes and turned it into one of my own. And like, I make I make this blueberry ketchup now that is great with sweet potato fries. Like if you're into sweet potato fries, like mm-hmm. this right here. Well, I was just thinking like more. I would I would like blueberry ketchup more than tomato ketchup because I'm a big like fruit person anyway. And I've said you said that, and I'm sitting there thinking, mm, the things that I could put on put that on. Mm, mm. <laughs> I will I will most definitely ho- hook you up with a blueberry ketchup recipe. I do not mind sharing like that that Yeah, I love know, I love stuff like that. Like I don't nothing I do is simple and so because I'm retired like I take care of the house and stuff, but I literally spend every day like cooking and making things. And so like my meal prep literally takes all day long. Mm, for whatever i do sounds awesome exactly that really does i I just i love doing that and so like you know i'm doing all that stuff getting all that stuff ready and then you know i'm like i'm like oh here's an idea for a spice and so (laughs) like i'll whip up my own spice or something and yeah it's good for you though to do that though because Some people, uh, everybody has like a method of escape that they Mm -hmm. use to just leave like the stressors of the world behind. Right. Mm -hmm. I I garden and take care of animals and I also cook. I might play some Mm -hmm. video games, but yeah, it's an escape. And Mm -hmm. the meal prep, the actual prep, I think, is more fun than the actual cooking. (laughs) I don't mind. It is. (laughs) <laughs> now if somebody else wants to clean up i'm okay with that i try mm-hmm. to clean as i go but i got child you know, labor for that <laughs> if i'm if i'm like well mine are adults so that's not gonna work but like if i if i literally spend the entire day in the kitchen i'm like oh my god now i have to go in and like clean up all the dishes exhausted and, and i don't want to because i'm just like i just literally stood in here for nine hours yeah so but my no, husband's I, really good at cleaning up for me. Uh, you know, I totally understand that too. And then I, I, I do, I do the. I love my wife. I love you, baby. Please don't be sad when you listen to this. <laughs> and she'll even tell you too, though. But like she, she wasn't raised by someone who really taught her how to cook. Her mom right. was a, her mom was a McDonald's or a Little Caesars, and shut up. Mm-hmm. You know, here you go. Right. And and. I do a big, you know, a big portion of the cooking in the house. And then like, mm-hmm. I have a, I started a sourdough culture months ago and I keep oh, it alive. I love sourdough. I keep it alive every single day. Like I, you know, I went, I, mm-hmm. I got the crock and everything. Like I just feed it and rotate. And mm-hmm. on days that I got a little bit of extra time, I'll make something like crackers or pretzels or mm-hmm. a, an experiment or something that I'm trying. And, and I, right. I, I'm trying as hard as I can to get back to like our grandparents, you know, mm-hmm. 
our grandparents and stuff like that before us, they all had their stuff like from home. Somebody was there to do the work. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I do work a day job, but there are her and the kids here during the day. And they, they pick up a lot for me that I can't do when I'm here. And I can mm-hmm. walk my, I can walk my wife through a lot of things when it comes to like prepping up some food stuff for me and whatnot. But like the, the change from, having to buy so much in the grocery store to having more right here where I know where mm-hmm. it comes from right. is you, you just feel better in general to begin with. Like I, mm-hmm. I it's, I, it's hard to explain to people, I guess, but you, you, you feel like a weight lifted, like the food you're eating isn't as heavy or something or isn't right. As, you, you feel better after you eat, you're happier. Well, and you it's, eat. it's funny though. It's kind of like, um, you ever have you guys ever watched like naked and afraid yeah okay mm-hmm. so you know like if they haven't eaten for a while and then they get like a, a rat even and they're mm-hmm. like oh and they're and they talk about how you can feel just like the energy in your body oh, yeah. and stuff from being able to eat and that is the way that i feel about eating especially meat from um you know beef from from a local source that you know it's uh grass-fed grass finished absolutely no grain stuff or whatever it just tastes so much better and when you eat it you can actually feel like that life force inside of you yeah and your energy just i the the first hog that i raised that the, the one that fell on me I was telling you about earlier um, <laughs> that, you know, I, I did all, all myself all the way across, you know, I was in charge mm-hmm. of his diet. I was in charge of, you know, everything that mm-hmm. was, I, I was sad because of how lean the meat ended up being like when I first looked mm-hmm. at it, but then after of course eating it, I was like, Holy crap. Mm-hmm. I, I broke myself because now when somebody hands me a store bought store bought pork chop, I'm just it's like, not the same. I'm like, what is this? Like, this isn't. Mm-hmm. This doesn't taste right anymore. Like, I've got to have. Mm-hmm. I've got to have the stuff that I like to have now. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I, the eggs are another thing. Like, they're eggs. You can tell a difference yourself if you're if you're mm-hmm. a consumer of store bought eggs on the regular. You know, folks out there listening and stuff like that. Like, go stop at that sign that you see on the side of the rural road that says "fresh mm-hmm. eggs for sale." Pay that five dollars because it's worth it. Those eggs that come from real chickens and not from a place in China where they're probably making them are mm-hmm. way, way better. Like right all the way around. Like the, uh, you don't need to add things to them to make them fluffy. They become fluffy mm-hmm. there. And right. you know, they're, and it's, it's a little bit of everything like that. The goat thing was something I was big into. I started doing a lot of research into them and seeing that goat milk was closer to human genetics than than cow dairy ever could dream to be mm-hmm. and there are you know a lot of people that have dairy allergies that's what started this was my son having a dairy allergy um but to anything that's cow's milk goat milk is a different animal and he doesn't have the same reactions and mm-hmm. the same the same goes for my wife too because we that that turns out that's where the allergy comes from is she has a bit of a dairy allergy but the transfer to goat's milk and we made the choice choice of goat's milk because when you start looking at all of these alternative milks that are out there for the mm-hmm. most part the ingredients in them are oil 
with mm-hmm. a shot of whatever you know flavor that they're putting it in there but like these these right. these non-dairy creamers and a lot of these non-dairy milks are mostly palm oil or you know mm-hmm. uh sunflower seed oil and and then a whole bunch of ingredients that you can't say or pronounce well or and the palm oil too is um is so prevalent not just in like uh dairy products but literally uh, shampoo, lotion, all of that stuff. And a lot of people have no idea, but they are highly allergic to palm oil. Yep. And that is where like you break out after you, you know, take a shower and wash your hair or whatever. Yep. Um, you may get like itchy skin or whatever. It's from the palm oil. And, and isn't there, that, uh, palm, isn't there a dish soap called palm olive? Mm-hmm. Is that, <laughs> There is. That's and that and that is some of the greasiest soap I have ever seen. It is too. That's why I was asking. I was like, that that Mm -hmm. sounds like wait, yeah. Yeah. But that's why they use it because palm oil is like a natural latherant. And so um it's great for yeah. people to use in shampoos and soaps and lotions and dish mm. soap and stuff like that because it creates that lather. So it gives people the false sense that it cleans better because it lathers. So <sighs> they're, no. they're, you know, they're, they're really good man, at tricking folks I, into buying things, ain't they? Yeah, like yep. it, it's got to lather up and you got to see soapy lather for mm-hmm. it to be working. Man, mm-hmm. that, I, I used to be so bad about that. I, I used to be so bad, so bad. Oh, it's not working if I don't see like suds working when I'm washing mm-hmm. my hands. Right. Yikes. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. And, but the chain, when you start seeing though, when you start looking at all this stuff, you know, a lot of our. You know, a lot of our parents and grandparents and stuff like that made made their own lemon scented cleaner out of out of lemon scraps and, and vinegar and and you know soap. You know, made their own soap. You know, we we do uh, mm-hmm. one of, one of, one of the fantabulous sponsors and also happens to be my wife of the show here, Peachy Key Creations. She does all kinds of herbal teas. She mm-hmm. makes er- you know she she makes herbal balms, herbal soaps, herbal you know. I mean, she mm-hmm. we we hand make a lot of stuff. Like we we mm-hmm. have her oldest daughter has a lot of skin sensitivities to a lot of right. all that garbage, right. and it has led to us making sure that we have these alternatives and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know it we it's gone as far as we even have to buy alternative stickers because like she'll she's one of those that'll react to the glue that right. they that they put in stickers inside of kids books and stuff but i mean it's mm-hmm. this is a this is a real thing and i think that the more that people are vocal about these products being just absolute garbage you know the more mm-hmm. You know, the more the more we can see things being s- slowly but surely, in a sense, like attention being brought to them. Like there, I've been screaming for years that there's been that there's metal in the baby food, and now it's it's finally mm-hmm. proven there's metal exactly. in the baby food. You know, and it's it, you know, and that there's there's more than just that. Like you know, there, people. I like to joke. People are always worried about 
oh, you know, you're worried about them saying you're going to eat bugs and stuff. And I'm like, bro, do you, you already peanut, do. do you eat peanut butter out <laughs> of a jar? Because if you eat peanut butter out of a jar, I got some bad news for you. Or, or, pre, or pre-ground coffee. Pre-ground oh, coffee. Or I was going to say, if uh, you yes. uh, like red velvet cake, uh, oh, those are made from cochineal bugs. So, hmm. Yep. Oh, no, no, no. a lot of a lot of your candy, uh, the the things that make your candy shiny, is mm-hmm. made from that. Yep. Bug. You know, yeah. it it's it's pe- people don't realize that this stuff's kind of already been used against us, and it's and people are like, people are, well, how does it get in there? And it's it's the all of these gigantic corporations looking to mm-hmm. cut every single corner they can cut cost, yeah. So that that guy that is the CEO that does nothing all day but collect can money, make billions a year can collect another billion while he's sitting on his yacht with his exactly. six mistress or whatever he's got going on. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, there's, I, I, I'm the kind of guy that believes the universe and the world and such like happens in like cycles. Like, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't buy the mainstream depiction of history. I think, I think that there has been advanced societies in the past probably even more advanced than us and probably even more than one. And eventually at some point that cycle comes back around and something cataclysmic sort of happens, you know, and Mm -hmm. kind of, and kind of like resets everything. And, you know, I I bring this up with the point of something that bandits always bringing up, you know, the, that, that pole, that North pole has been moving on the ups of 40 miles or more, you know, a year, the past few years. And, if you're familiar with the the book, the Adam and Eve story, where it talks, you know, it was a classified document or whatever, but it it talks about, you know, like pole shifts and plate shifts and, you know, mm-hmm. it type of cataclysmic type things that happen through cycles and stuff like all mm-hmm. every so many thousands of years. I, I really think that, you know, these kind of things do happen. And I think the last time that it happened, the most gnarly just nasty beings were the ones that ended up surviving and you know thus leading to the current society that we have now <laughs> but i you know i'm i'm always the kind of guy that is like you know you 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 can't let out hope i've um you know i've seen people changing for the positive uh, on a larger scale than ever before right. but like mm-hmm. i also see that you know things aren't going to stop turning and you're never going to be able to extinguish the flame of freedom if you will you know like right. there that that's a seed that is planted and the more of us that continue to talk about it mm-hmm. continue to plant that seed and it's you know it it's what they hate the most that's why they right. are so in in and that's why they want to silence us so bad you know and, mm-hmm. and and omit us from the internet because we're doing something right you well, if you haven't noticed in the last few years uh there have been an uptick in uh liberty-minded podcasts mm-hmm. yeah just right. in just the last few years since uh mm-hmm. 20 i'm gonna say 2016 17 18 there, mm-hmm. there's been an uptick in liberty-minded podcasts that are you know, we're we're going to get the message out, even if we have a you know a small audience. We're we're going right. to get our message out to you, um, and it seems to be whether you are whether you have a homesteading podcast um, or a gun podcast or 
uh, political podcast, mm-hmm. it, it all seems to just boil down to, you know, you just want to be left alone. You mm-hmm. know, I, I want to just be me and do my own thing. Right. Yeah. And that's what, like for me, <clears throat> and I've always felt like this, I don't care how many followers, listeners, whatever. If I reach one person with something new, I did my job. Yep. That's it. Just yeah, one mind. Baby. Yeah. One that's mind exactly, at a time. Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. how we feel too. You know, I've, I've yeah. something I've said since episode one of this show is that mm-hmm. maybe this one, this episode wasn't for you, or maybe this wasn't right. the one that clicked with you. But hey, there's there's a hundred and 180 something other episodes to go back and dig through and you might find mm-hmm. something in there right. and or maybe there was something said during this episode that was your clicking moment you know mm-hmm. and hey there's 180 more episodes that you can go look at you know if there's something made it click in this episode but it, it i've i got the idea of like not going after the masses like years ago you know like i, mm-hmm. I look for that for that one that one little gleam and that one person eye mm-hmm. you know you of people like bandit and stuff like that like we found each other on the internet and mm-hmm. through I've, memes i found <laughs> i found a handful of, lords i found a well, handful it's... of golden people like you know a handful of golden mm-hmm. people that that i consider family now right and i can interact with online and it started with interactions online compared to you know the thousands of people that i run across and you can interact with them because either they're bots or they're just you know npcs they're NPCs, npcs you know yeah yeah and i i love being you know able to um talk about things and share things on a show because it's cathartic you know it's it's therapeutic for me not just for my listeners but for me too just to be able to like word vomit like whatever i want to say you know and and have no filter and you know there is absolutely no topic on the planet that i am afraid to cover or that i'll be like oh my god no we can't talk about that on a show i might get canceled i i'm not that way you know and so spreading little seeds of truth you know kind of like in the bible that the tiniest mustard seed um can grow into something big right and not everything is going to be for everybody and some things will turn some people off but eventually something that you say is going to get through to someone and they'll be like huh i'll be darn yeah i'm gonna go look that up now and that's all you need is that just little crack in their in their facade and then you know that's where it starts so uh, i mean 100% you know and and and, and the laugh the laughter aspect like that's that's something i'll mm-hmm. always turn back to is that if i can mm-hmm. make you laugh i can make you put your guard down mm-hmm. and from you know that that point it's great and i'm i'm i am a walking meme in real life you know i know the i know the the hat the hat makes it funny to begin with and i already told you i'm a little guy but you know i mentioned earlier when again before we were starting to film and that i wear shorts pretty much frequently year round Mm -hmm. on top of wearing cowboy boots and crazy wacky socks that go up to my thighs (laughs) on a daily basis like i'm i'm a walking meme from the moment that you see me and and it's it's more of the idea of 
I'm a friendly guy and I, and I am going to want to conversate with you. And like, if I can, I, this is back to the, if I can make you laugh, like you're going to be mm-hmm. like, you're going to be like, what is this? And I, I run with it. I, I bandit seen the picture. I, showed I up, love that though. I showed up. To work I, I like on, being a weirdo. I, I showed up to work on St. Patrick's day as a leprechaun because the leprechaun <laughs> jokes run rampant. And so I showed up green hat, little green. Oh, you know, I mean, he always all, joked like, about it. He always joked about his height. You know, but um, I'm six foot and he joked about his height all the time. And finally, we went down. Um, I took uh, it was the other half. And I when when our newborn was a new a newborn and not a. Terrifying two year old now, <laughs> a, t- a tyrant uh, on stage. <laughs> a, a, a you know, and I'm in my I'm in my early 40s. OK, and <laughs> she she keeps me on my toes. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, you know, my, wait until very, you get my, to the threes because they're worse. My very arthritic <laughs> toes. Um, I've got a I've got a 14 year old. She's one of four. I range from two year old to 14. I yeah. Uh, the threes were worse than the twos at our No, household. I can't imagine anything worse than this right now. Mm-hmm. She 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 is uh I, I, I have, but I just have, when I say it, I'm I'm gonna look back at this moment and go, Yeah, she was right. <laughs> Janet was right. Uh, the twos were better than the threes. Uh, but we I went a- down to visit Jimmy and family um when his wife was still very very pregnant <laughs> with his youngest and he walked outside for the first time and i'm like you're like holy shit damn you really you, <laughs> you really are short man and you really do wear boots and long socks and shorts all year round he, i'm like you really are short you know you weren't joking you know all. what i love that though because <laughs> a couple of years ago we had um a podcast meetup uh, in Denver, and I had never met any of these people in person. And so we're, there's so many of us, we're staying at two separate Airbnbs. And so we got in the car and we drove over to the other Airbnb. And, you know, one of our friends opened the door and I'm like, holy crap, she's fun size like me. And then her husband comes around the corner and I was like, holy crap he's fun size too and then we walk in the house and there's like three other people in the house that are all like my size i'm five two and i was like this is like the 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 podcast meetup of the munchkins in munchkin land and i'm like i'm so happy there's other small people (laughs) it was awesome (laughs) you know it may it may it's it, it's it's good for some running jokes and it, it it comes in handy in times too you know i being small and working with appliances people there there are many times where they're like hey we can make jim fit back there he'll he'll fit all the way back there and you don't have to move anything i just crap you're right i can get behind that stack unit that's inside of a closet yeah. and get a disconnect my other my other half is five three so I, I i understand this it's like anytime we get into an argument i just throw her car keys on top of the fridge i was gonna say do you because uh, my husband is six <laughs> do you put things like in the top cabinet just to be kind of like a turd to where Holy she can't shit. reach him do you do that on purpose Bandit, did you freeze? Oh, Bandit may have froze. 
Oh, there you go. No, I'm here. I'm oh, here. Okay. I, I thought you guys froze. Okay, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> she was asking you, do you put things out of reach on purpose for your wife? Oh, I absolutely do. On I purpose. <laughs> that's absolutely. What, that's why my husband purpose. does that because he thinks it's yeah. funny to see me try to like stretch to get something. <laughs> yep. Absolutely do put things out of reach on purpose. It's and it's uh our kitchen was built by tall people, I think, because mm-hmm. nothing I'm nothing is within reach. None of the cabinets <laughs> are within reach of her. It's kind of like sometimes if we go somewhere and uh, I go to the bathroom or something and they have a mirror and it's like up toward the ceiling. And I'm like, in what world is in what world can anybody actually look in that unless you're over six foot tall? Okay, I've stepped into a world of giants. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I need a step stool everywhere I go. They, they, speaking they actually, of that, I think I do have, um, there are four, four step stools, I think, with in the hallway pantry to the mm-hmm. kitchen. I think there's four mm-hmm. step stools. Uh, see, she's so, in, she's in my room. Completely relatable. <laughs> oh, man. It's sorry, sorry, sorry. It's, you having adult children mm-hmm. you having adult children it's like um are all your kids taller all your kids have to be taller than you right they are mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we that's, have a, a son and a daughter and both of them are, and everybody's like when they you know they come over or something they're like looking down at me like hi mom and i'm like hi you know we, looking up we, at them yeah we just reached that point with our two oldest. They are now mm-hmm. taller than mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have maybe yeah. small, but I can still take you. <laughs> her, the 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 oldest one in the house here is nine, going on thirty. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, I feel that man. <laughs> and she's she is, I I and I, and she's a good sport about it. But you know, I, I always give her kind of a little razz of a hard time because she is definitely large for her size. And I don't mean like overweight. I mean like tall, like mm-hmm. I'm going to have a hard time convincing them <clears throat> when we go do things this summer that she's only nine because she is larger than her 12 year old friends. Mm-hmm. And, and, and people are, people are just like, Whoa, you know, why is she so big? And I'm like, well, crap. She's already almost as tall as her mom, which puts her just underneath me, which means that by the time she hits a teenager, we're all going to be looking up at her. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, you know, and I got I got her. She's she's my little outspoken tyrant. And like I joke around, but one day she's very well likely is going to rule the world with an iron fist and mm-hmm. might be all right because she's got a good heart. She's just got an iron fist. <laughs> and, and then the boy. There's nothing he, wrong with that. Right, right. And then the boy. The boy, he's kind of just calm, cool, collected, keeps to himself. Mm-hmm. And then this, the my youngest daughter is not hit the two yet, but she is already the toddler tyrant. Mm-hmm. And she it gets worse, man. It gets <laughs> worse. She gets, she gets <laughs> yep. her way quite, quite oftenly. Like it, it there, I had, I did a few tests because I wasn't sure if 
you guys could hear sometimes when I'm talking to folks because she will run up behind me. There's a door that's shut behind me. She will run up behind me and just smack the door and be screaming right here because she knows I'm in here filming and she's in there hanging out with mom right now. And I'm just like, I'm, I'll be out soon. I promise I'll be out soon. Like, she needs just, your undivided attention at does. all times. Oh, she does. <laughs> and she gets it for the most part. Like I, I, I come through the door and hop right into the, I call it the cage. That's what we call it. But it's I, I bought a gigantic, extra, extra, extra long baby gate that I can mm-hmm. that moves like a snake, and I can form it into different areas of the house. And you have one like I do. Lock her off in large sections because she doesn't like being in small sections. Mm-hmm. She will. She well, will make it known really quick. <laughs> what I did, Jimmy. What I did was I to leave the living room open. I took that long baby gate which is in section you bought it in sections right and it fits together you could it what is it like an you, you could put it together like an octagon or a square or a tr- rectangle yes now i froze no 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 you're good oh, you're oh. good and you can i fit mine i just like i built mine around uh the entertainment center i just i rather than corral the baby in i corralled the entertainment center which is the only thing she tended to go after was I just baby gated mm-hmm. the entertainment center off. That that actually not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm gonna take I, that yeah. one into into consideration there because yeah, it it just it it has been an adventure for sure. You know, I mean, I've 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 been around a lot of kids and I've you know I've made mention of having to raise my oh, it's an adventure raise my little brother mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's just it's it's never a dull moment and I totally recommend it to anybody because it's always fun to have a broke little best friend to follow you around all day. <laughs> it, it, a broke best friend to follow yeah. around their broke parent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's just a, but I can, I, I, since I, since I grew up poor, cause I just grew up poor. I'm good at, I'm good at doing things and making things and creating. things. Right. And I love, you know, I love that I can pass that on with them. I make, I make, uh, I go to comic book conventions. I'm a total nerd, and I make elaborate comic book and cartoon costumes. Mm-hmm. And they're usually sitting there with me the whole time I'm doing these things. And- but see, those are things they're always going to remember. Is you know that that quality time that you spent together doing stuff like that. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Because mo- sure. look at what most people do now. Most parents, it's like, oh, here's. Here's a phone or an iPad. You play on that instead of like spending any quality time with your kids. That's what you do. That's they, their babysitter. They they have I, I have them like uh on because they because you know I mean it is obviously it is modern times and I don't try to babysit them with it but I when I got them a tablet they hate the tablet now because mm-hmm. all they can do is hooked on phonics and ABC mouse. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they're always like, oh, the tablet's dead. And I'm just like, oh, well, I guess you can't, you know, go do this until you do your little schoolwork for the day off of that. And they're like, dang. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, like, like, I've, I make it a point, though, for them to do things. Like, I was, I was the kind of guy, I was raised where mama said, you go outside and don't come home till the streetlight come on. Uh huh. Amen since, to that. Since we're in the South and we're in the middle of nowhere, we can kind of do the same thing, you know, here too. And, mm-hmm. You know, I encourage and we go, you know, we go do all kinds of things. I'm, I am a sucker to go throw my canoe in the river and 
I will go stretches that take two to three days sometimes if I can. See, I love doing stuff like that. And, you know, uh, like I live in Tennessee now, but I grew up in Indiana. And okay. so, you know, I'm like the hunting, fishing, uh, mud and, you know, whatever type. So you're person. just south. You're just south of me. Yeah. And so I just, us. yeah, I love so much doing stuff like that and just getting messy and dirty and, you know, I'm, shooting arrows and just, just Bandit, shit. <laughs> Band, well, Band, if anything, know, Band, it builds Bandit the immune mention, system. Bandit made mention again, you know, he was like, he told me he was going to come down and see me again this year. We we're going down to the river again. And I keep mm -hmm. saying, I'm like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gather up as many people as I can. We'll make it a whole friggin' podcast oh float. I was going to say that <laughs> that is such a fun thing. Of course, I, <clears throat> in my way younger years, you know, when we would do these big, you know, canoe trips and, yeah. and stuff like that. And of course, take coolers full of beer and, you know, whatever. But I, I'm kind of adult now and I don't do all of the stuff that I used to do, but I <laughs> used to love canoeing and, oh my God, that it, would be so, you fun. know, there's, there's, there is just something extremely peaceful. Like I, my, my favorite strip, I took, I took bandit down my all time favorite strip when he came down here and it's an eight mile river trip. So, I mean, it's, it's mm -hmm. a good, you know, six, six to eight hours, depending on how mm -hmm. you're going down that, down the stretch of river. And it's, it runs through a national wildlife preserve. So oh, that would be really cool. So it's super quiet. It's mm -hmm. super nothing. It's super just relaxed and no rapids or anything like that. And you just go out there and chill, you know, and, you know, I, mm -hmm. I definitely get not being into as, as many fun things to do while you're going down the river <laughs> as I used to be, but, but it is, I it can't is. do that anymore because at my age, a hangover now lasts like three days. So yes. Yeah. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, I, it's, it's, especially when you're out there in this Georgia heat doing it, you know, you, mm -hmm. you, oh, yeah. it, it gets good and hot and there's plenty, <laughs> there's plenty of stretches that have no, that have no sun. You know, we had, we had, when I brought bandit with me, poor guy, we brought a, we brought this one cat with us that drank all of his alcohol. He's in his twenties and he drank all of his alcohol within the first two miles of the river float and passed out. And when he finally caught back up to us again, later, he was rock lobster, like just oh, I'm sure. <laughs> being on water. Doesn't help that. <laughs> he, well, yeah. he, being on water and getting yourself so drunk, you pass out within the first two hours of the trip. Doesn't help either. Like, uh -uh, no. <laughs> uh, and you know, you gotta, you gotta be smart about this stuff, you know, but I mean, there's, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not against live and learn, man. He, I hope he learned from his mistakes. Poor, <laughs> I don't, poor, I don't think so though. Poor, poor Spud. He, he, he actually worked with, he, he works with my mom, um, in a car dealership and she, she called me like two days after that happened. And cause it was, you know, during the weekend and she goes, what did you do? And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, this man is sun poisoned. He's got blisters on his leg. I'm like, mm -hmm. ask him what he did. I didn't do it. I just brought him with me. Cause he's my buddy. <laughs> like I made him drink all of that beer. <laughs> right. Which, which actually she wouldn't even, she wouldn't believe that I've, I've, it, it's an on occasion thing. I've just, I've never, I got all my best drinking days done before I was old enough yeah. to actually drink like that. That's when it was fun. Like, 
Yeah, I did a lot of um, a lot of that back in the day. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> it, it, hey, you just have these. It, you always hear those stories of somehow you're that you're that guy that's underage that finds that bar that you hang out with, you know, and stuff. And mm -hmm. I was I was living in New York State at the time. Like I was, it just wild things but i i definitely can't handle that anymore i i'm no i'm no stranger to relaxing with a little bit of herb though i think that's a that's a medicine that if used properly is has a lot of benefits for the for the body in general too like you know not just the relax aspect of it and the party aspect of it but mm -hmm. like there's there are receptors in your brain that right. that need that and i think that i think the mixture of the poisoned food that we've all been cohoxed in the buying and the disattachment from natural products and into petroleum products is the thing that has done the number over on a lot of people and i am mm -hmm. i'm one that's happy to see more people like yourself and more people in general finally turning back to the things that grow in their front yard you know i had, mm -hmm. had a very wise i've a very wise guest on here that he's a good friend of the show. He's come back multiple times. His name's Jody. And he, that's something he made a point to tell me one day is that if, if your body needs something or the universe thinks your body needs something, it will grow in, in your space close to you. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. whether it be like dandelions or, you know, other, other things that we consider weeds because we've been convinced that they're weeds when they're, really mm -hmm. glorious medicines and there are plenty of handbooks and textbooks out there that actually oh, still, yeah. still teach this kind of stuff you know <clears throat> i there's a few that i have myself and there's a few that you know we've recommended in the past i know bandit's got his he was talking about but like do you have a book specifically you like to turn to um i have two um i have it's called home remedies from a country doctor um, that is really good. And then I also have the um, ultimate guide to essential oils because I do a lot of essential oils for a whole host of different things. And so like if I make my own supplements for, you know, so whatever specific thing, I'll combine herbs and essential oils together because it just boosts the performance. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I am definitely an advocate for all that kind of, you know, mm -hmm. anything natural. Like if I, yeah. if I can, if I can find the natural alternative version, I've, I've seen it work miracles. I've, I have seen both sides of the situation too, where people that I care for, I've tried to explain to them that this is a better choice than mm -hmm. chemotherapy. And I've had right. people, I've had people make both, both, both decisions in my life and the people that unfortunately made the decision to mustard gas themselves, mm -hmm. you know, they're on, they're not with us any longer, but right. uh, my, a good friend of mine's mom, she turned to the soursop fruit when they found some colon cancer and mm -hmm. she is free and clear and right. doing better than ever. You know, I, I diet, diet is a big part of it. I'm a, I'm a big believer in intermittent fasting. Like I'm, I'm, Mm -hmm. I, th I, I have this weird idea in my brain that your insides are a lot like a car engine and the more you, gotta you clean the gunk out that too. But the more you put through them, the more those gears and stuff like that get used. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, there's, there's a man on record. He actually holds the Guinness record 
for 386 days of a fast and like straight and 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 he you know he was he was monitored by medical professionals and stuff like this along the way this was this was back in like the 60s and um it i've seen benefits from fasting i've seen how even just a short three-day fast can help reset your body into feeling into different ways and stuff like that and on top of giving us a bunch of poison they tricked us into the whole idea of the food pyramid and three squares a day and, oh yeah and stuff the like food that pyramid is inverted <laughs> it, not i mean not only is it inverted but I, like i like i i feel we we overeat as a society mm-hmm. like like just just in general you know they're like here's all this garbage for breakfast here's all this extra for lunch here's right dinner and then here's all these snacks in between and i'm i'm a I'm a trail mix snack on maybe some fruit or something during the day kind of guy. And then I eat dinner and then, yeah. But you know what the funny thing is? There's, um, there's so many people out there that are like, you have to eat, uh, no meat, uh, or eat meat (laughs) once a month, or, you know, everybody has to be vegan or, you know, whatever. Like there's so many different things. And I'm one of those people that firmly believes you need to do what's best for your body. Yes. Because like me, like me, I feel like total shit on a shingle. If I just eat vegetables, I am a meat chick. Uh, I have to have meat. You're supposed to have the animal protein. You are. Well, you know, I heal your body. There's, you know, there's a, there's a point to that. You know, a lot of the fruits and vegetables and stuff that we have today mm-hmm. were selectively bred and genetically modified to Correct. be what they are. And, mm-hmm. you know, fruits and vegetables of the past were an add-on. The general, the general mm-hmm. meal of human beings, as depicted throughout cave drawings, has always mm-hmm. been meat. Like, right. I mean, it, they didn't go. They didn't go. Hmm, I don't eat meat. I'm going to have to go find uh, some berries to eat. That is not the way that our bodies were meant to be. Um, But if you're one of those people where you feel terrible if you eat meat, suggestion for you to go find a local farmer that raises their own um, that are grass-fed, grass-finished, and and try that because I guarantee you'll feel better than what you would with store bought stuff. Not, I mean, and you know, we've we've talked about the horror stories coming out of a lot of those store bought chickens. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I, you're in the south too, so this is actually a problem problem in your area as well. Stay, mm-hmm. I, I love to tell this to everybody. Stay away from Claxton Chicken, mm-hmm. the Claxton brand chicken. Mm-hmm. One of one of their farms is down here, and not only is it a prison work farm because that's just how things work down here, but like mm-hmm. sources from close friends that have done time in that prison work farm are like, bro, those aren't chickens. Don't eat those chickens. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they are, but they're mutants, and don't eat those chickens. Right. And you know when you've got stuff like that on what's considered technically a low level chicken production company. Just mm-hmm. imagine what some of these larger ones are doing, you know, and and paying their way to get away with it. Right. And if if nobody has seen this before, 
um, Morgan Spurlock did an excellent documentary. Um, he's the one that did Super Size Me, but he also did a documentary about chicken farming um, and how easy it is to get around the government regulations and, and loopholes as to labeling things uh, free range, organic, you know, all of that kind of stuff. It's a really good thing uh, for people to watch about how going through or surpassing these loopholes, he was able to label his own chickens that he was raising free range because they had like five foot fence that they could go out the door into this five foot area and that made them free range. Um, and like the, how giant the chickens were because they were injecting them with steroids and antibiotics and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a really good documentary to watch. And, and then, you know, there's always, I, I always love having great recommendations like this from, from guests and stuff. Cause I actually already found it and we'll be sure mm -hmm. to share it with this episode. Cause mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff I like to do. Cause there's, I've always believed in, I'm the guy that will go find you the proof. You know, I will go bring mm -hmm. you the, bring you my sources. I will go bring you my documentaries. I will go bring you right. my documents. I have a, I have a, like a Google file that has multiple things that are just shared publicly that are hard to find online anymore mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Just because I, there's a, somebody gave me, um, and I'll tell you guys what this is. It is a source to be able to find things that are uh, old that, you know, they're trying to scrub shit from the internet all the time. And it's archive.org. Um, we, uh, our, our co one of our, our co-hosts, Luis, he hooked us up a, a search engine that I use. It's called gear Gearboo. Mm -hmm. And when you use that search engine, it also brings up the stuff that Google has deleted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what, this archive thing, like, uh, you know, years back, there was a bunch of stories about Bill Gates being sued in India and multiple other uh, yeah. countries for, you know, uh, death and whatever from his injections he was pushing on everybody. And then before he came, became the uh, COVID guru um, and, and lead uh, scientist and medical doctor here, uh, at the forefront of that, they scrubbed all of those things from the internet, so you can find them on that source. So they're, they're getting, anyways, they're, they're getting pretty good at doing that whole let's scrub things away or or trying to, mm -hmm. but but once People something has been on, once <laughs> once something's been on the internet once, like you it it's mm -hmm. on someone's phone somewhere, it's everywhere. Yeah, you know, like it that, that is one of them positive sides to it. Like I. I it's like people trying to erase stuff from their computer when it's never really gone. <laughs> yeah, the internet doesn't forget yeah. at all, That's right. ever. I mean, look, they're pulling up uh, tweets that people made from, you know, 15 years ago. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Yeah, it, it, it gets ridiculous sometimes. If you want to go back in my past, um, I am so old that you'll have to go back and write and and find the handwritten notes that i wrote that were mean tweets back in the day <laughs> oh my god but hey, hey that's one of those th that's one of those aspects like i look around today and see all the 
it's not that people are stupider. It's that more people have phones and we're seeing more people be stupid mm-hmm. because cameras, there's more cameras and stuff everywhere. But like, right. I can think of plenty of times if they would have had camera phones. Oh, God, dude. I'm when glad I was didn't a teenager. Have yeah. Oh, my God. I'm glad I probably would have got the videos that would be beaten with a switch or two. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Missed a birthday or two as you were in a coma from when your mama knocked you to the <laughs> right to that side of it. Like, it, yeah, we were. I we may were actually, have done some stuff back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we were talking about that the other day. Me and my work partner were talking about how you know some some of the kids that we run across or see or whatever, just the way that they speak to their parents. I'm like, it makes me swallow my tongue and, and mm-hmm. flinch a little bit because I'm waiting for my mama to hit me when they're talking to their own parents that mm-hmm. way. Oh, uh, I'm telling you what we, my daughter and I, God love her. Uh, she is grown out of this now that she's an adult, but there was a stage um, when she went from like my sweet angel to uh, baby Satan um, overnight and the way that she spoke to me and stuff and it was like a couple of years and i thought uh sweet baby jesus one of us is not going to come out alive from this moment in time um because she's you know like called me all kinds of names and thought she would like take a swing at me a couple times whatever and like i said i may be um fun size but i can still take you Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. My mom used so, yeah. to say, uh, "I brought you into this world." No, my mom used to say, "My mom used to say, I brought you into this world, and I'll be the one to take you out.'" Take you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that one pretty well. <laughs> I'm glad them days are over with, because yeah, whoo, that was a bad time. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it it, but you know. You can say you definitely probably learned some good lessons out of some of the crazy stuff that you've probably seen. I don't know. I know I'm a guy that can. Like I've hundred percent. I've, I've done some dumb things that led to some great life lessons that I, I can definitely. You should take to learn. We should learn from everything that happens to us, whether it's bad or good. Um, and I'm so yeah. thankful that I mean the dumb shit I've done in my life, or, or any even anything that's horrible that has ever happened to me. It's made me who I am now, so I'm very appreciative of that. Fair, fair. Yep. So, so here recently, I've been I've had this new segment that I've been doing on the show where, because Luis has got us all, you know, the world going on AI. Like, he's not here, and I'm not trying to hate on the guy. I love Luis. Luis likes his AI. I secretly think he might even be AI. Like, he might not even be real. Pause. Hold on one second. <laughs> Be very careful now because guess what? What? AI now has a bill of rights. Oh. Yay, Terminator. I'm, I'm, I know I, this, I know you think I'm joking, but I'm not. It's, I they, don't think you're joking. They actually, they actually said today, they stated that they have now, AI now has a bill of rights. That the government will trample on just like our bill. <laughs> well, unless it is in their benefit to not do so. And that'll be okay. Now, if one, if one of us was to create an AI program, um, they would trample on ours a hundred thousand percent. But if it's the government 
AI program um, that, uh, thank you, General McChrystal set up, then, uh, no, they'll just use it to spy on everyone and do what they need to do. Well, I am using a random AI question generator that makes me funny questions to ask guests. So I always find, <laughs> I always hit the thing to ask a question for the guests tonight. So are you ready for your question tonight? I am ready. So would you rather have to deal with having no nose but have really good smelling fingers or being blind and having a really nice smile? Hmm. I am going to take the fingers because um, I am one of those people that, you know, likes to play jokes like fart and then go smell my finger. And so, yes. I would definitely take the smell my finger for a thousand Alex. Mm -hmm. So, so get rid of your nose, but have awesome smelling fingers. Yes, absolutely. Fair. What about you, Bandit? Yeah, I, I, I got kids, so I don't want to be blind. Well, I think so. He's going to take the fingers too. I'm yeah, gonna I'm going to take the fingers because I like the chip in my tooth because that comes from that same Rottweiler story that I was telling earlier. Mm-hmm. And it gives me a little bit of character. It's 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 like my Lloyd Christmas look. <laughs> so, but but you know this it's man it's just a it's just about the laughs and tonight I think has been full of some great laughs. I have had an absolute blast with you, Janet. Like I this has been <laughs> a fun time, and I really look forward to you coming back because you have yet to meet even half the crew that we have over here. Yeah. On I would be more than happy to come back and spend time with you because this was a lot of fun. And uh, I love that we don't have to be super serious when we're talking about stuff and even uh, planting those seeds of information. You don't I have still to like take that. life so serious. I still like that. I mean, we still cross a few serious points, mm -hmm. but it's not the main aspect of our show. It's mm -hmm. like we'll cross a few paths that are like serious, but most of the time we, we just let the show go. I'm telling you, if you go, <laughs> you go back and check out any of our previous episodes, you'll be like, oh, this looks like a good one. I bet they have a good and it's nothing like you think it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> half the time Surprise! it doesn't we, ben yeah. it'll tell you there's been probably enough episodes you can count on one hand that we stayed on a subject like it yeah it's really hard to do that and I don't like to do that anyway because <laughs> I'm never a serious person like in real life I'm, I'm the same on my show that I am if you were sitting in my living room and I cannot be serious for very long. And I'm a consummate weirdo and a jokester. And so that's just the way my show goes. Hey, Dad, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, speaking of that, where, uh, where can the folks that are here listening and watching find you? Um, you can find Deplorable Nation on every podcast platform. Plus, um, you can also find me on actual activist with an S on the end dot com. You can find me on Instagram at Deplorable Janet and you can find me on Twitter at No Janet K N O W. And of course, you guys know that I will have all of those links that you can give back and 
Go spread some of that love over there to Janet, because I love for you guys to go find all the fantastic people that I get a chance to have an opportunity to sit here and talk with. And I have enjoyed tonight. I think it was even better than I was expecting. The, the, <laughs> the, 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 the laugh, oh my god, I surprised you. Oh, no, the, 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 the laughs are always something that I like. You know, I don't... I'm not a I'm not a fear porn kind of guy, you know. There's some people mm-hmm. out here. There's some people out here that are they're going to sensationalize everything and just repeat absolutely everything that Alex Jones said on his last episode and basically mm-hmm. just be little info wars and I yeah. That's not my style, you know. Me I neither. I want to mm-hmm. I want to make you laugh for the hour to 2 hours that I got you hooked into me for a little while for the day because it's it's just the way to make good friends and have a good time. So Amen to that. And hey, Tell Nate, uh, thank you. <laughs> of course, of course. And, and you know, I like to go around and see if there's any you know, like last thoughts that anybody has for the evening. And since you're the guest this evening, I'd like to start with you first. Um, last thoughts. Don't, don't give in to the fear porn stuff. Live your life, be happy, and share the love with somebody else. That's simple. I love it. Amanda, you got any final words for me this evening, bud? And I need a break from the rain. Oh, my God. I really <laughs> need a break from the rain. I got stuff to do outside. We're getting ready to get it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, we are, too. We, we are, too. too. Tomorrow is going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Same. Oh, yep. just... And, man, hey. I don't like to do the whole, I'm not a thoughts and prayers type of person. Um, but man, if there, if anybody out there like wants to do, I mean, the people that got hit by those tornadoes Mm -hmm. a few days ago in Arkansas. Yeah. It got our area too. Him and I were talking about that before the show. Iowa got a few. Yep, um, Illinois, man, Indiana. Yeah, uh, yeah. my mm-hmm. my niece in Illinois got hit. Uh, mm-hmm. My sister in Iowa got hit, and then the mm-hmm. people in Arkansas, Little yeah. Rock, that they that is some like cataclysmic type yeah. damage from those tornadoes. But phew. yeah, and it, and yeah. in times like that. Um, giving back to your community is so important and it doesn't have to be money. Those, a lot of those people, um, that were affected in all the states, uh, lost all kinds of stuff. So food, water, clothing, Mm -hmm. um, shelter, even a lot of people like lost their homes. And so, you know, if you have an extra room or whatever, be a good human and help. I, that, I, yeah. And this is one of those times that. where um, a tight-knit community will come together and have mm-hmm. more of an impact on those that were affected by something like that than the government ever could, could imagine to be. Yeah. You, know, you know, a tight-knit community will do more. Yep, absolutely. So, and that's well, it cool. for me. Awesome. Well, of course, you guys, you know, you know, I'll, I'll have you some links on some of the things that we've talked about this evening. I've been hard at work pulling things up in the background, as well as all the links you need to get back to Janet and everything she's got going on over there. You guys, make sure y'all go give her some love for all that. And, you know, I 
appreciate each and every one of y'all out there li- watching on Rumble, Odyssey, and BitChute, and all you folks listening across all those audio platforms all over the place. And you guys know that I love giving things away, and we're continuing with our awesome Unconstitutional Awakening the Podcast sticker giveaway. You guys can get some of these sweet Unconstitutional Awakening the Podcast stickers, and all you've got to do is answer my multiple choice pirate question for tonight. So. The question is, is, why did Blackbeard ignite substances hidden under his hat to help him light his pipe? It made it easier to ignite weapons or the smoke made him look scary. You guys can answer that question over there underneath this episode at unconstitutionalawakening.com and get yourself some free stickers. So I reckon we're going to weigh anchor and get on out of here this evening. So y'all have a great evening. Goodbye now.